We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation. Another edition of the Quarantine Stream. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man, JL from Nick at Time Show. JL, so in this episode, we're going to talk coaching uh, because it was announced by The Athletic that Tom Thibodeau is at the top of the Knicks coaching list and that they will begin interviewing candidates as soon as we get a resolution to the season. Thibodeau at the top of the list, but it was also revealed that one Kenny Atkinson will also be interviewed by the Knicks. What do you think about these uh, latest updates, Shales? No surprise there, really. We, we kind of news has been coming out that Tom Thibodeau might be the favorite for a long time. And then it also came out that Tom Thibodeau was, was eyeing the Knicks and he was going to pick them before anybody else. So it's no real surprise there that Tom Thibodeau is still on top of the list. Um, the Kenny Atkinson news, though, it was speculation yeah. from everybody at first because, you know, Brooklyn let him go. So everybody thought, all right, this might be a guy. And this is kind of the first time, I guess, that that's been uh, talked about. Official, so. official, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Hey, no, no news here. No news here. I just hope that, that if we do hire Tom Thibodeau, that the changes he says he's made and the things, lessons he said he's learned from his other places he's able to kind of apply here if all these rumors are in fact true that's right that's right and and uh i agree with you you know nothing terribly new except for the atkinson news was was made official we had always assumed that they would take a look at atkinson um him being on the on the free agent market as they should uh but now it's been pretty much made official that that he is on their list of candidates i think with tips i agree with you i think listen he's been on his pr tour we know that he's been on espn he went to the sports analytics conference to talk about load management which you know, that was a complete setup. I think Zach Lowe definitely set that up. And, you know, he, he's been on, on the Woj podcast, so on and so mm-hmm. forth, trying to clear up his rep. So I think, I listen, I, I, I think, you know, the knocks on him are what they are. Some may agree with it, some may not. But to me, 
him saying that he's looking to change his ways in, in lesser words, I think he, he, he would have to because this could be his last shot at a head coaching game, especially in New York. Because yeah. if, if Jimmy D is not happy, we know he will be out of here in a New York minute. Absolutely. So he, Tibbs has to be coming in here knowing that, you know, this is this is could be his last shot. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. New York, the pressure will be amplified here. But, I mean, listen, he's, he's coached well in other places. So I know people don't want him here, but he's not a complete – uh, a complete loss. Hope he still knows how to coach. He still has a winning record. He's done well with the Bulls and done well with the Timberwolves, at least in spurts. Uh, <laughs> so I I, I want to remain optimistic. If if it indeed that Tom Thibodeau was here, uh, hopefully he's changed his ways, man. Hopefully he changed his ways. Um, I know some people are kind of hoping for Kenny Atkinson though. Yeah. And hoping he stays, but. He's cool, but actually watching, um, I think I think watching Knicks fan TV, I, I saw some things about Kenny Atkinson. And I was like, okay, well maybe maybe this not might not be the the right choice off the grid. So so I did have my guy Eves Darbos on, um, longtime season ticket holder of the Nets, a longtime Nets fan, also a classic Knicks fan. But that's my guy. But basically, what what the Nets were complaining about in terms of Atkinson was a lot of his in game adjustments. You know, yeah. sometimes trying to ride the hot hand a little bit too long instead of going to, uh, you know, y- your starters, getting back to your starters in the fourth quarter. Um, and, and, you know, that that was the primary knock on on uh, Atkinson. I'm still not clear why he was fired from the Nets. I think it, it was definitely political why he's gone, especially after the job that he did in really, you know, um, working with not that much talent and getting them to the playoffs. And, and you know, I, I thought he caught a raw deal, but there, there has to be more to the story where Atkinson is concerned. Yeah, maybe. I also heard what he, he's so – I like the fact that Atkinson is committed to, like, that uh, – uh, that five out kind of play, I guess he was under D'Antoni. So that might, that makes sense. Um, and that's something spacing is something the Knicks need. And I'm hoping yeah. that he would actually uh, play guys who demand the spacing, you know, cause yeah. <laughs> I love Miller, but Miller didn't always play the guys who demanded the spacing. So if we do pick him, hopefully that is what happens. But I, I am concerned about the complaints about the in-game adjustments because that's one, that's the one thing that I liked that Miller actually showed they can do during the season is when the games got tight or chess match. Miller was good at the chess match. He was good at Mm -hmm. the out of bounds plays. He was good at making those adjustments, his defensive adjustments um, uh, across from Fizz was, was night and day. And I thought the team really responded to that. Uh, So that's, that's certainly going to be interesting on, on Atkinson real quick. This is what, uh, you know, D'Lo wasn't so high on him. Obviously, D'Lo got his chance to shine under Atkinson and, um, you know, prior to going to Golden State, D'Lo was basically saying that, you know, Atkinson really didn't know what he had in D'Lo, you know, and, and only was only forced to put him in uh, once Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert got injured. So D'Lo, D'Lo wasn't so high on him. Mm. But, but look at a guy like a Joe Harris who came off the scrap heap. Look at Dinwiddie who stepped his game right. Up. Look at them with it. Look at uh, the, uh, Jeremy Lin. Uh, we all are, already know that he has an affinity the, for Frank the, Lokina. The point guard whisperer. Yeah. The point, point guard, guard whisperer is Atkinson, man. So they say. And, uh, and we're going to be looking at getting a point guard in the draft. Mm-hmm. 
already know he's a fan of Frank Aquino, so everybody in the Frank High, he might actually get some playing time if Kenny, Kenny Atkinson is actually here. He might get the Frank High percolating. Exactly, because for some reason, last season, whenever the Nets played uh, New York, Frank had a hell of a game every freaking time. Yeah, he, he was up for it. <laughs> yeah, he was always up for the Brooklyn game, so he got up a close and personal look at Frank in his best moment, so he might get some yeah. burning. Well, we'll cer- see. Certainly interesting, man. We'll see. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Call us up. Let us know what you guys uh, think about uh, these coaching updates. 657-383-1509. Definitely want to hear from the people. Um, no Charlie Ward tonight, JLC. He rescheduled. He had a scheduling conflict. They were only able to do it this afternoon. So I got him to push it to nighttime. So we're going to try to get it next week. Hopefully right. next week, Charlie Ward, Knicks Fan TV, Nigga Time Show. Still working on on getting that rescheduled. So those of you that were looking for the Charlie Ward interview, we're still looking to uh to get that done. Mm. Um, on Tibbs, this this was Taj on Tibbs, which was back in this was back in February. Um, Taj says, you know, since I've been here, a lot of those old Nick players, they always come up to me. They love Tibbs. They worship the guys. Crazy. He says, guys get multiple chances when you look around the league. Tosh thinks he's misunderstood. A lot of players have different mindsets. His mindset is winning. To win right. games, you go through a lot of hard work. Sometimes young players don't understand it. There was misperception. He wanted to win. He always he just trying to make guys better players. Some guys take it as being hard. He's going to push you. He's always going to get the best out of you. It was easy for me to learn early in my career. Had a bunch of guys in Chicago willing to listen. They were young guys who really wanted to listen. Mm. So is that a knock on Towns, Wiggins? Mm. Yeah, that's that, that's always right. the, the worry. That was the worry. That's the big worry. The big worry from Knicks fans is a does he have the voice to connect with the youth of today? Because people will say, well, yeah. that was a different era when he was coaching in Chicago. Like players aren't built the same. They can't take that rah rah in your face ride them hard cause type attitude like it might be it's, it's a different era so is that an indictment on um the players they had in minnesota or is are the players in new york a lot better like we have guys who are a little bit more humble who, who maybe tom thibodeau can coach a little bit harder so i think rj's built for it yeah rj's rj's made for it because of that, that's in his pedigree absolutely um mitch will see I think Mitch still has some growing up to do. That's my guy. He still has some growing up to do. Cavs, same way. RJ's built for it. RJ RJ's is definitely yeah. built for it. DSJ, you know. No, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone anyway. DSJ's gone. Frank, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what the prince is made of. You know what I mean? But I think I think RJ's made for it. And I think that's what it's about. You got to get the, the players that are willing to be coached. Mm-hmm. When we had Sheet on, what Sheet say about Tibbs? He said, number one, his defensive philosophy works if you buy in. And also, you got to have patience. Yeah. Definitely have to have patience. I want to get the details of the defensive schemes, because for him to speak on the, his defense like that, I really want to know what his philosophy is. Yeah. He speaks on he speaks on Tibbs' defense like it's some out-of-this-world theory that not every team uses right. and only works if you completely surrender yourself, it was like, it sounded like some weird, <laughs> weird trust exercise. You got to trust it. Fall backwards into you, my you, arms. You like, <laughs> like what kind of defense are you running? Yeah. Like, she, she's saying you got to You got to trust it, man. You, you know? <laughs> and so, and then there's Mike Miller, JLS. Where does that leave Mike Miller in all of this? I think, 
not finishing the season is going to hurt him. It's going to hurt his chances big time. Absolutely. I almost think he, he's last on their priority list right now, especially when, when Atkinson shook loose and with Tibbs, you know, the Tibbs room is a hot and heavy. Absolutely. Like he might, he really has to rock the interview if anything. Yeah. But I, I almost feel like what you're saying is him getting a job interview is almost like a formality. It's out of respect. Out of hey, respect. Here. He did right. this for us. Um, I'll give it a shot, but yeah. I'm not sure if he really has a, a real shot shot. I know. I don't think so. I've read that they want to keep him on the Knicks in some capacity. Yeah. Definitely wouldn't mind that. Assistant coach, something. Because I, I do like what he's done with the with the young guys. They, they, these, it did seem like they were progressing a little bit towards the end of the season, especially Knox's defense. And Frank was getting, seemed like he was getting a little confidence before the season ended. But it remains to be seen what his role will be. Yeah. And, and Berman did say it could be, you know, it's a possibility that, that they would keep him. Um, in some sort of role if he accepted it. I don't I don't think, you know, he's certainly not getting any type of head coaching job around the league or anything like that. So it may be, it may suit him best to stay here and get some more experience and, right. you know, continue to grow with the team. Absolutely. You, you know what I mean? Continue to grow with the team. So, um, yeah, go ahead. And especially at this point, he's worked with the guys now, you know? Right. He's actually worked with the, some of these, a lot of these guys that are going to be here next season. So, right. I think it would, it would almost be like, I guess it would be easier transition for the Knicks if they did get a new coach to still have Miller on a staff with the big boys. Yeah. Would make sense. Would make sense. Maybe you get an Atkinson Miller ticket. Hey. You know, development defense. Development gurus right Development there. and development. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like that. Um, okay. Alan Hahn's reaction, which I agree with on Tibbs, was if we're going to go the draft and development route, is an Atkinson your guy, or maybe even a Miller your guy? If yeah. you go with Tibbs again, I put Tibbs and Van Gundy in that same bucket. Is how how much are they going to be invested in this thing to grow it from a seed to a flower? You know what I mean? Mm. You bring in Tibbs here, are you automatically going to still be looking to jump the gun, jump a couple levels up, trade? Some, you know what I mean? Make some trades and and skip steps. With Van Gundy, with Van Gundy though, I don't have that same worry. Only because he came up as kind of like a teacher, teacher, teacher. Like he came up. You hear these stories about Van Gundy just being able to flat out coach. Yeah, no matter any situation. So to me, it's more about Van Gundy's interest. To me personally, more than you know, can he handle the young guys and can he teach them? Things. I, I, I truly believe that Van Gundy would be a great coach. Here. I think he, I'm not saying he wouldn't. I'm just saying, would, again, would he have the patience? It's still going to be a lot of growing pains in this thing. Yeah. Van Gundy don't got that much hair left, JLs. He, <laughs> he had the George Jefferson. It's starting to dwindle down, man. This is why he quit in 2000, 2001, whatever. You're right. You are right. You know, he, 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 he's losing it, man. So he had to take a break. He was getting stressed. Ah. <sighs> I mean, there's hair club for men, CP. We can start a move from scratch and then it goes into the season. We can do this. All right? <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. It's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious, bro. Yeah. You know, it, it, interesting um, interesting debate for sure. So, to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Call us up, 657-383-1509. Let us know what you guys think about um, the latest 
news. Let me shout out some super chats, JLs. Uh, Robert Paris um, sends us a super chat. He says, the pick will be on Rose. The pick will definitely be on Rose. I agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. Brooklyn Student 73, RJ will flourish on the tips because RJ wants it. That I can agree with, and, and I, I think he's right on that. And House Flan says, Mike Miller as the head of player development. I, I'm not <laughs> sure. Maybe, I, you know, maybe that's a role he would take on. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. I'm open. As long as he's here with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, open to that. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Um, They haven't made any progress in terms of the season updates uh, the NHL, though, Jay Ellis, went to canceling the regular season 24-team tournament playoff. I did see that. Could the league do that? I did see that. Shout out to my guy in the group, in the KOT group chat. Sent me that. <laughs> yeah. Like we said on the last show, if they go 24-team, 12 East, 12 West, we're in the dance. Yes. I don't want to be da- – I don't want to dance, though. Can I like? I'm not trying to dance. I don't want to dance. Like, well, can I hug the wall? Dance. Can I hug the wall? Can I? You know what I mean? You, can I you try to play the wall, man. Yeah. You know. Like, nah. What about these picks? <laughs> I'm not trying to dance. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Um, Last thing I want to do is surprise beat anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I saw. Then I think I saw some scenario where oh the Knicks can play the. The Pacers, Pacers first round. No, no. Pacers. We gave the Pacers a little bit of a run. I don't want to see that matchup at all. Yeah, yeah man. I don't want to see that matchup at all. Um, I just lost my screen here. Hang on one second. It's like, are we still alive? Yeah, yeah, we good, we good. Okay, yeah, I don't want to see that at all. <laughs> yeah. I do not want to get close to a win and no. Mm-mm. Anything no, is possible when you get this much time off, man. <laughs> Anything is possible when you get this much time off. I know. That's what scares me. That's you know? exactly what's... I don't want it. Yeah. If we if we come back to the dance, we I want the young players, all young guys. Yeah, I, I agree. Putin, Lamar. I agree. And because Dame already said, Dame said he, he's not going to, to Disney World if, if there's nothing in it for them. I get it. And so you got to consider that. You're like, how do you factor in the teams that, you know, you're just going to ask teams to play a game and and not have a shot at the playoffs? That's why I think there's definitely going to be some sort of playing opportunity to satisfy all, you know, the the teams that are especially on the bubble. I guess that's when that rule comes in about having extra players on the inactive list and all that. Yeah. It's like, all right, they don't want to play. Bring up guys from the G League. And um, that makes a little bit whack, but. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that's right if they want to play they want to play they, they want to play they want to play man another super chat comes in um, Park City says uh, Dion says next coach we need three to four years absolutely right Jails you know whoever it is uh, whoever it is will they last longer than four years the last person last four years was Mike D'Antoni Jails that was 2011 yeah 2011 Man, it doesn't even seem like he was last. It doesn't even seem like he lasted long that long. Yeah, right? You're surprised. It doesn't even seem like he lasted that long. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> like, especially the way he left. Yeah. The way he left, it didn't seem like he lasted that long. He did, right. Right. Well, but remember, he came in. He had Duhan. Yeah. Right? They screwed Steph, which I still hate him for. 
Mm, screwed Steph. Completely oh, screwed. Oh, yeah, he did. And then went through Stat, Lynn, uh, Mello, you know, Lynn Sanity, and, and then got chopped for Woodson. Yeah. So whoever it is, you know, we like I said, I feel like we, we, we it's a broken record because I, we said the same thing with Fisdale. Sure did. <laughs> but, and Hornacek. And Jen Hornacek. <laughs> Can we let these guys cook? Vice you know, of the Knicks coach. Coach is not going to be a miracle worker, man. We got to let these guys come in and, and build with the roster. Yeah, exactly. You know, got to exactly. come in. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Dan, Dan Tony quit on us too, CP. Yeah, I mean, I was never a big fan of D'Antoni anyway. So D'Antoni quit on us. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad he was gone. Peace. I'm glad he was gone. They say Melo fired him. If that's the case, I'm glad Melo got him out of there. <laughs> Get him out of there. <laughs> Melo, you should have succumbed to Jeremy Lin. <laughs> yeah, facts, facts. Um, a couple shows ago, our guy uh, Jay Boogie had mentioned um, Jerry Stackhouse sales. Stackhouse had interviewed for the Knicks job um, during the time two years ago when they got Fisdale. Yeah, I liked. I did some research on Stackhouse years ago. I barely remember, but yeah, Stackhouse was an interesting candidate because I, um, I guess he was heralded in the G League when he coached for the Toronto Raptors, yeah. and it just, it seemed like a lot of players kind of took to him. But um, I don't know if he was really a serious candidate for the Knicks, even though he was kind of in the mix only because he was a G League coach. Yeah. But um, he's an interesting prospect because it seems like everybody gives him props for just having like a nice coaching mind. Yeah, and- very interesting. And, and we pulled some notes. Shout out Knicks Fan TV Dave for pulling a um, couple things. So a couple things on stack. Uh, and this is from um, Beale Street Bears. Well, number one, they, they won the G League championship back to back. Right. Um, with high turnover, there were only two two players that returned. Uh, they won in 2016 and won it again in 2017. Only two players that returned from that 2016 team, 2017. All right, G League competition still won it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, they do give them credit for Siakam's development. Remember, Siakam was in the G League, averaged 18, right. eight, two and two dimes, two steals in the G League. Won the G League Finals MVP. They also give Stackhouse credit for developing guys like Dellen Wright. Fred Van Vliet, mm-hmm. you know, another guy we've been talking about from the free agent standpoint. Yep. He's going to look to make some money. So they credit Van Vliet's development on Stackhouse. Had a 700 winning percentage for two years with the, that Raptors 905 team. Pretty damn good. All right. Um, known for his defense. Raptors 905 ranked top two in defensive ratings in both season at Stackhouse as the head coach. He was known for challenging his players to work harder uh, and holding players accountable. Now the Beale Street, this is Beale Street Bears. They write that they cover the Grizzlies for um fan sided. They give him credit for um Marcus Soul in terms of uh Marcus Soul's in enhanced playmaking abilities. Really during his last season with Memphis shifting over to Toronto. They they give Stackhouse um some credit there for, for helping Marcus Soul uh, you know. It increases skill sets as a playmaker. So Stack Stackhouse is uh, he's got a good resume. He's at Vanderbilt now. People that are asking in the chat, he's at Vanderbilt. He's the head coach of Vanderbilt. So he went from the Raptors system. Uh, he was an assistant coach at Memphis, and now he's at Vanderbilt. Okay. 
Yeah, I heard. I'm trying to remember this story. I heard this crazy story about Stackhouse and his crazy work ethic, mm-hmm. and it's escaping my mind. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it has, I think it has something to do with like the way he watched videotape and broken down to his players yes i don't remember where that that article came from but i know what you're talking about i know what you're talking about like how he approaches um watching film yeah like he's like a film junkie or something like that mm-hmm. watch me remember at the end of the show yeah <laughs> yeah I, rem- I remember that i remember that 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 article i just can't put my my hands on it um uh, so you know St- Stackhouse certainly has a resume will he get a look mm-hmm. will he ah uh... Let's see. Well, first and foremost, is Leon Rose still contacting? Because it seems like anybody Leon knows. Right. Has a a relationship with Stackhouse. (laughs) Maybe he does. You know, he's been in the league for quite some time. So, um, again, you know, with Stackhouse and like with with Atkinson, with Miller, this is somebody that you want to be growing with the team, Jails. Growing Mm -hmm. with the team. Are they development focused? Are they trying to coach these young guys up to get better? Absolutely. You know, you have Stackhouse, Ed Miller, who who are defensive oriented. Mm-hmm. Could could be a name. Shout out, shout out, Jay Boogie for throwing that out there. Exactly, because even people saying no, Miller had a similar kind of re- well, he didn't win G League championship, but Miller was was in a, doing the same type of things though. Yeah. High turnover, but his team was still one of the top defensive teams in the league. And yeah, had a lot mm-hmm. of most call ups in the league. Mm-hmm. And so Miller had a lot of the, a lot of the similar. Uh, Similar Trace the stack out. True, true indeed, mm-hmm. true indeed. Um, somebody in the chat said, uh, "Where is he at?" Great Ben's TV says, "Plus stack got hands." You know, it's so funny. I stumbled <laughs> upon a video as I was doing my stack house research. I stumbled upon a video of stack house beating the crap out of Jeff Hornacek. I was about to see. Yes, I posted that on KOT like a oh, year. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, he missed on a couple of those haymakers, boy. If he would have connected, oh. good night. Oh, I put him to sleep. Oh man, yeah, it was ugly, man. It was ugly. oh my. That cast was a gamer, bro. Yeah, I posted that on KOT Instagram like a year ago when we, <laughs> yeah. looked, when we was trying to replace. A few years ago, when we were trying to place Hornacek with Jerry, Jerry Stackhouse. Yes, put, just 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 for shits and giggles. Hell yeah! Uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go to the phones. Will from Li's in the building. Will, how you feeling? Hey, what's going on, DJs? How you guys doing? What's good, bro? All right. Good, 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 man. Family to stay you guys are staying safe in these difficult times and everything like that. For sure, you too, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. So, man, I just wanted to talk about these coaches, man. I wanted to go into the order in terms of least favorite to my most favorite mm-hmm. and just give quick points right. Sure. Uh, quick, uh, quick points by. So, for me, Miller's at the bottom. He's third, right? And it's just like, like, He's, I'll take him. He's not my first choice. He's not my second choice. And I like his adjustment. But no issues with that. Once Bills got out of there, I didn't like his position. Wait, you didn't like his I what? Like, I couldn't say, say that one more time. You didn't like his what? His rotations? His rotations. Got you. His rotations. I mean, I sound like that's when you should have complained about young guys. I mean, maybe he was trying to go for wins, but I, that's the only knock I have on him. Other than that, I have no. I mean, I'll take him as third. Okay. You know, the next one, Tim, that's the big one. And then we already really talked about this on Instagram Live, but, you know, I'll just say this for everybody that wasn't there. There is no question that Tim is a good coach. He has a 
percentage. And it's like, he, he did good, but I just feel like when he took over that Bulls team in 09-10, that team was already had something. They won, they won like bottom of the barrel the year before that, they were 500. Underneath, uh, what's that dude? Um, Vinny Del Negro. Vinny Del Negro, yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's just like, it's just going to take something from nothing and then make them into like a, a good team. His only, the only thing to really look at is the whole Minnesota situation. And it's like, you can't, I don't know if you can really do it because it was like power and power and provisions, but I don't know. And then, the other thing was like he doesn't he's not proven he can handle young players. That that team that he had, the young players was going to the first one. We have Kevin Knox, eighteen, Mitchell Robinson, twenty one, Frank Milton at twenty one, Kevin Knox. I mean Kevin Knox twenty. So it's like we we just have these young players and I feel like there's a guy that's already proven and Tony Atkinson that has already done that, and it speaks for itself. Every year, they got better. I mean, he had them like Ben Whittier, LeVert, D'Angelo, Jeremy Lynn for a time. So I just feel like Tony Atkinson would be the best player. Okay. All right, I'm going to cut your call because your, your connection was kind of bad. I don't know if it's a switchboard or, or uh, the connection. We'll go to another caller. Um, but basically, he, he ranked them. He put Atkinson is first, Tibbs second, uh, and Miller third. Okay. He said he didn't understand Miller's rotations with the young guys. A lot of people questioned that, and we even did on, on many postgame shows, yeah. questioned uh, uh, Miller's rotations. Again, was 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 that a result of, hey, I'm just trying to go with you know the guys that give me the best chance to win. I'm trying to keep my job, Jay Ellis. Right. You know, when he's in this position, he's got an interim tag on his head. Mm-hmm. So it's not about developing. He has no future. His future's not locked in. Right. It's a, it's a double-edged sword, too, because it's like you were, you were, you were not. Listen, um, I feel like after the All-Star break, I felt like the rotations got funny. Not really the rotation, just the starting five. I still didn't, I still couldn't understand the Mo Harkless starting thing. Yeah, was I, I wasn't a fan of that at all. That that actually pissed me off quite a bit. Yeah, that that wasn't a fan of that at all. But what I will say that is, even though I what I wanted certain players to get more minutes, I do feel like I do feel like I saw Frank get better. Um, towards the end of the season, I do feel like I saw Mitch get better, and Knox. I mean, Knox. Knox's better was you know very incremental. Trying harder. <laughs> On defense, <laughs> playing a little bit better yeah. on defense. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, so, so even though I, I personally didn't like the rotations, I did, I did see some growth from the young guys. So then, I, I factored that in as well. So, I, I then I start to think, well, if he had a full year with a, a roster with a little bit better spacing, um, what can he do? Since he was on a, he was on pace to win, you know, thirty games that season. If he started from the beginning of the season while Fisdale was on pace to win, what, 15? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you said, he was certainly on, on pace to win more games than Fizz. Uh, I thought Mitch's, Mitch was definitely on the rise. RJ was, you know, up and down. Frank started to play a little bit steady. And, and you saw Kev 
just playing with a little bit more heart. You know, it wasn't necessarily, there was nothing really glaring to me about Kev's play, but you saw him play a little bit, you know, uh, more spirited, a little, with a bit more yeah. effort. Mm-hmm. And, and so again, with Miller, you know, would this front office really give him much credit for playing these young guys and them continuing to lose? Or do you just go with the guys that is going to give you the best chance to win and then you get your contract and then get to get to basics, get back to the development. You know what I mean? I, I'm yeah. just trying to think like was was Miller's was his hands tied in terms of his rotations with him just really trying to survive. Yeah, I, I get it. And just watching the, the little highlights here from this Detroit game, like I feel Frank with these paint touches, man, because that was one thing people, people were mad at. He didn't he didn't like to go in the paint. I felt like at the end of the year he was really trying to get into the paint with a little bit more. Umph. Yeah, and, uh, Miller always kind of uh, emphasized paint touches for guards, and I feel like because he, did. he did, started to see that more from Frank towards the end of the season. True. Mm. And then uh, you know, I think Will's point on Tibbs was, uh, you know, how much better, how much more of an upgrade was he than Del Negro? Del Negro had that that Bulls team clicking. Mm-hmm. You know, how how much more of an upgrade was uh, Tibbs to Del Negro? Question. Listen, I I think. Yo, that Bulls team was good, man. That Bulls team was good. You got an MVP on your squad. You had an MVP on your team. You had Jimmy Butler. You had Taj. You had Heinrich was playing, you know, lights out. He, he kept, whether you whether you want to say he was just a caretaker or what, they continued to play hard. The defense was always solid. And their always. offense was up there, too. The offense was barely yeah. underrated. If you look the, at the, the ratings. The thing you, give, the thing you can give Tibbs credit for it is when Derrick Rose did go down, he was still kind of able to find a way to compete. So, I mean, if that means anything to you guys. Of course. Has to. That, that was their bread and butter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their bread and butter went down. They were still competing out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and then and he says, you know, Atkinson would be the guy from a development standpoint. So, I definitely understand it. Mm-hmm. Definitely understand it. Um, so to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. If you're new in the chat, leave us a hashtag new and we'll shout you guys out. We have um David Zenon coming on on Friday, Jails, NBA right. shooting coach. So we're gonna get his thoughts. You know, David David is definitely an insider, has worked, he worked personally with Sergi Baca last season. Can I hire him? I want to shoot. I'm gonna <laughs> come out of retirement, right? Yeah, I didn't even come out yeah. of retirement. Man, listen, after this quarantine, bro, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so we'll we'll talk to David and uh, get his thoughts on draft and coaching and all of that. So that's Friday night. Um, so to Michael Parker, JL sends us a super chat. Yeah, so just says salute, salute Michael Parker. Yeah, Quincy yeah. Adamson sends us a super chat, and who knows two hundred three sends us a super chat. Go ahead, bro. Okay, yeah. Michael Parker says uh, Van Gundy should be the coach. Mm-hmm. Bring on Atkinson as first assistant coach, and then Miller as his second assistant coach. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. I would I wouldn't mind that at all. Cool. Um, I don't think we'll take that, though. Yeah, no, nah, nah, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> Sean Richardson sends us a super chat. Salute to Sean Richardson. Appreciate um, the love. All right, let's go back to the phones. I'm going to test out uh, the phones again, make sure everything's kosher. Darnell from Queens, what's going on? What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? Good. How you doing, bro? I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Uh, I got a question you guys just about coaches. I wanted to know, you know, as you see the roles, put the team together, 
what do you guys think about the possibility of him kind of taking the approach that the Lakers um, and the Clippers are taking, just getting two coaches? Like, you know, in L.A. they got Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd was a, uh, his own coach. Um, and, and then uh, the Clippers, they got Doc Rivers and Tyron Lue. And so I said, do you think they would be able to get something like that here, maybe like a tip and um, – I guess like Tibbs and Atkinson. Tibbs and Atkinson. Or who would you want if they could put a tandem together? Who would you mm. want? Interesting. Interesting. I, I think it all depends on what the market commands for these guys. You know, who's to say Tibbs doesn't go to Brooklyn, JLs, you know, as the ready now win team? I mean, maybe maybe he's using the Knicks as leverage. Who's to say he doesn't dip off to, to Brooklyn, which is a better opportunity to win right now? Maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, to answer your question, I feel like the only reason teams like the Clippers are able to kind of pull stuff like that off is because of their roster and record um, kind of lets them get away with it. <laughs> you know, like, you yeah. know, when you have super, uh, multiple superstars on your own team, right? I think coaches of that – coaches, the big-name coaches will like, I'm your assistant. <laughs> but, also, but also you got to think about it. Like, some guys use those opportunities to get back in as head coaches. You know what sure. I mean? It's kind of like a springboard type of year. Like like a Vogel and a kid, they're both in a situation where they had to kind of repair their yeah. image. Yeah, true. You know, and their reputations because they came from bad situations. And then on top of that, we all know LeBron's a coach anyway. So <laughs> who's <laughs> listening to those guys? No, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, I think with if 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 you were to say a, a Miller and a, and a, and a Tibbs ticket, it all depends on, on the market, right? Because we know Brooklyn is going to be open. They think the Rockets is going to be open. Those are two, uh, uh, you know, pretty good situations. If, if you're just not trying to start over. Right. So, but ideally who would, who would be a, a head coach one head coach two combo? Oh, Oh, controversy, a controversial idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think a tips and Atkinson would be great because you have your defensive guru and you have your, your your point guard developer, your offensive guy, you know, as his number two. I think that would be I think that would be dope. I have one. I have one. I don't even want, I don't even believe in this, but I just want to say this this for sure. For, yeah. uh, uh, Van Gundy, Mark. Van Gundy, Mark Jackson. Oh, man. <laughs> a Van Gundy, Mark Jackson ticket. Yeah, they man. already are on each other anyway. Listen, with the amount of money that MSGs have to Didn't refund their season ticket holders this year, hey, that would be a good one to get some get some uh, some renewals. Step Who needs more renewals up? Who needs redemption more than Mark Jackson? <laughs> yeah, a Mark Jackson, Van Gundy ticket, um, or a. What about a Kenny Smith, Mark Jackson ticket, a New York, New York ticket? Mm, Kenny Smith. Do you know? I, I, could, I could just imagine Kenny running to the video during the video sessions. <laughs> <laughs> running to the locker room. Hold on. <laughs> oh, man. Let me see what I did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be funny, though, man. That, that would definitely be funny. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Uh, let me see who came in on Team Hashtag New. The chats have been going crazy. I can't really read them. Uh, let's see if we can catch any. And then something's going on with the with the switchboard. I, uh, I think the connection's been a bit choppy on the switchboard, so just bear with us. Let's go to Manny from Brooklyn. Manny, how you feeling, man? Yeah, I'm telling. I'm telling. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, what's going on, bro? Thank you to check. No more, Jack. Um... 
I got to cut my fault, bro, because the, the connection was just too bad, man. I couldn't I couldn't make out what he was saying, bro. James yeah. from Florida, what's going on, man? Go ahead. Connection's just been bad tonight. Yo, what's yeah. up, man? What's... Uh, first off, great show. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Hit that thumbs up for your boys. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. You know what it is, man. What's going on? Yeah, um, I think uh, my first choice would definitely be Tom um, and Miller. Okay. I wouldn't go with Atkinson and Miller. Only I feel like if they get pushed on the team, it'd be too much of a pushover. If they get wait, but if they get who on the team? One, sorry. Miller, Miller and Atkinson. Okay. They'd be too much of a pushover if they get like a superstar. Mm. Mm. Well, but we don't know how Miller's going. How come you guys ain't spoof on? Um, Meta World Peace. <laughs> wait, say, wait, say that. <laughs> wait, what do you say about Meta? Here comes a new challenge. He hasn't spoofed on Meta World Peace yet. Oh, was it him saying that he wanted to be the coach? Yeah, I, I mean, if, if the stars get out of line, he'll go elbow him to the jugular. <laughs> this is this to call Gadgets. I'm maybe not head coach, but I am for. <laughs> Ron Artest being an assistant or some or something. I'm all for that. I am all for intimidation. Hey, I'm yo. Julie, if Randall doesn't rotate, I know Ron Artest can bring the fear of God to him for sure. I'm down. <laughs> I'm, down. I'm down. Hey, all I'll say is sign me up. We we might get the opportunity to ask him personally. You know, no promises, Jails. No promises. Okay, all right. Well, you know, we're working. We're working. I was saving. I was saving that question for when it really counted. You know what I mean? But well, since he asked, <laughs> yeah. But since he asked, you know, uh, th- that would be hilarious. That that would definitely be hilarious, man. Um, salute to Ron Ron, aka Meta World Peace. Um, let's go to Florida. Iller, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, bro? What's good, bro? Good, good. Um, I just want to say, uh, first of all, I'm a Jeff fan, Gundy guy, but. Forget that because I'm just biased. But uh, I'm looking at this uh, at a whole different perspective. Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, if Leon Rose is uh, specifically going to hire a coach based on, you know, good relationships, you know, that that kind of, you know, that makes me question things because now you got to look at it a different route because, like, do you want to develop these players or – what are you trying to do? Because people are going to turn on him, you know, for who he hires because of New York, man. And I think, you know, you got to hire the best man for this job. You know, coaching the New York Knicks, man, that's a huge responsibility. So, to me, it's, like I said, I'm looking at it a different perspective. So, like, I'm looking at Leon Rose. What is, what is he thinking? What does he want to do? What is the plan? 
Okay, good, good points. Definitely good points. But I mean, you know, if if it's relationship wise, you know, Tibbs doesn't, from what you hear, doesn't have the best relation, you know, the best reputation right now, Jails. I definitely, you know, does. he'd be the pick. We just hearing that Tibbs and uh, what the hell just happened here? Oh, I thought I, we just froze for a second. We just got stuck in the matrix, Jails. No worries. Okay, we back. We yeah, back. we back. We back. We back. Okay. Um, you know, we just hearing that Tibbs and Tibbs and Leon Rose have that relationship. Kenny right. Atkinson again. What happened in Brooklyn that we don't know about? Was there a yeah. mutiny amongst the players, which was alleged? Mm. So what's his what's his story? Yeah, what's his story? Like, are we gonna? Is that gonna stop him from getting hired here? Is is do we take Kyrie Irving seriously when he doesn't like coaches? Right. <laughs> That, that that's that. So listen, I, I think they're gonna go with the best person for the job who they believe can can come in here and succeed. It's just they have to give that person time. We have to give that person time, and and let them cook. Understand that this roster is trash, <laughs> right? I mean, let's be honest. This roster is trash. Stop looking for the coach to be a miracle worker. Jails is not gonna work. Ah, uh, it's not gonna work. It's not going to work. This is going to take time. You have to get the players here that's going to fit the coach and the and the, and the the front office's vision, mm-hmm. and, and they have to work it in, in tandem. How long are we giving this coach till we, till we say he's trash? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I tried. I tried. I tried with Fizz, man. I tried. I did. I, I did. did, too, man. I did, too. I was so hyped to get Fizz. Until I, I did, Jails. <laughs> I tried with Fizz, man, but they, I tried. something was just not clicking. Oh, I realized there was a lot of things that wasn't clicking with Fizz. I, yeah, I realized he was a motivational speaker and not a coach. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Like, man, I got got. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that that's it, man. Um, all right, last call of the night. Let's go to um, Omar. Omar's up. How you feeling, man? Hey guys, how you doing? Good, bro. Safe. Appreciate it, man. Hope you being safe as well. What's going on? Um, so it's funny. Uh, actually, I'm getting a lot of feedback on my end. Yeah. I'm not sure if, yeah. The the switchboards are all messed up. So just go ahead with your question and then hang up and then and then we'll get to it. Um. Well, really quick, it's kind of funny. If Fibs gets fired here, you can see a lot of comparisons to when Coughlin. Uh, got hired by uh, by the Giants back in 04. You know, a rigid coach where, um, you know, would have to, like, kind of change his ways. It's just kind of funny to me. But I wanted to really know on the draft, what's the issue with Halburn? I know they're from Florida, really painting on him. But to be honest, like, a lack of star power in a draft, a guy like that, he fits next to RJ. Like, it's, we need safe picks. We need to stop going for home run, high-risk, reward. It, it never works out for us. Like, I don't want a project anymore. Um, and are you guys leaning for safe, or do you want to still go high skill? You know, I've heard you guys like Kira. Um, you've thought about Cole Anthony, Killian Hayes. But, honestly, I just think Halliburton is too obvious of a pick here if yeah. he's there for us. Thanks, right. so I'll hang up now. Pre- pre- appreciate, appreciate the call, man. Um, on Hal Burton, you know, listen, Jay, Jay's issue on Hal Burton was that he, he just wasn't a flashy player. 
um, that that a lot of these guys are coming with. He is a safe player, JLs. But to me, I'm with Omar. I think Halliburton fits with RJ probably better than any of these guards on 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 in the draft right now. He may not be the engine that we need, mm-hmm. you know, in in terms of being a point guard one. I think that'll be the issue. It's still distribution. But he could still get it done. A guy that can shoot the three in that way, a guy that, that can defend the way that he can and can play the pick and roll, run the pick and roll, he's a, he's a solid pick. He's a solid pick. Yeah, I still would go with, with – uh, I understand it because you can – the thing is, like, you're just going to get more of – like, we need the engine, man. Like, I, I guess if you're running – if you're going to run through more more – if you're going to run the offense more through RJ, then I guess that works out because I, you definitely not going to – I don't feel like you just give him the keys and say go. I, I would be more comfortable going through RJ if yeah. that's going to be the pick, to be honest with you. Um, to me, like Killian, to me, I think will work out long-term better than Halliburton. Uh, right. Somebody can create his own shot a little bit. I mean, I know the catch-and-shoot numbers aren't good with Killian, mm-hmm. but – his um, pull-up three shooting is so good. You just figure the, the catch and shoot has to catch up. Like, so I, I think Killian still be the best. Yeah, yeah. I think I think obviously Killian will be solid. Um, again, with Halliburton, can he be a point guard one? You know, or can he and RJ share those duties effectively enough? Right. To to get you that distribution. Exactly. Exactly, because you just you can't. I would not. I would not lean solely on Halliburton to run the show. Right. Uh, then, definitely by committee at that point. Right, <laughs> it's by committee. But like I said, you know, his his three point shooting numbers. Oh yeah, um, and you know the, the the length that he gives you, the defensive capability that he gives you. I think he is a safe pick. Definitely, is he a sixth pick? I, I don't think anywhere between six to ten. Which is where they where, where he's being mocked. Is a, is is a safe role player or sixth pick? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at what we drafted so far. <laughs> look, at, <laughs> look at what we drafted. I mean, Kev is looking like a no pick right now. Kev got to step it up, you know. Yeah. So, and Kev was what seven? Yeah, Kev was about seven. Let me yeah, go back to Omar. Omar, what was your give me give me your first question again? I, I forgot the first question. Oh, I was just making the point that um, Bibbs kind it kind of would remind me of Coughlin came to the Giants. That's right. That's right. Um, I know you're a Giants fan. Yeah. And if you remember when Coughlin came to the Giants, he had a lot of questions about his rigidness, practice schedule, and how people had to show up early and he wasn't player friendly. And yeah. he really obviously changed his ways as he came to the rebuilding Giants. I just think there would be a lot of parallels between the two. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it would, just, it would just be one of those things, you know, history repeats itself. I got you. I got you. So I I do see a little bit of parallel, as you're saying, you know, a very rigid, you know, um, um, old school kind of coach. I think the only difference is, is that when Coughlin came in, the primary reason for the clash was that he was clashing with the old guard. Remember, Michael Strahan was the Giants at that time. Tiki Barber was the offense at that time. They didn't want to change. And, and they they did not want to work with Coughlin and and you know um, help him kind of enact those those rules and stuff like that. With Tibbs coming in here, he kind of has a blank slate in that he he's he's working with a lot of young guys. Nobody has established themselves or earned that respect 
where, you know, he has to acquiesce to their demands. You know what I mean? There's no Porzingis here. There's no Melo here. Mm -hmm. So I think Tibbs would have the advantage in that the young guys, you know, they got to come to him, JLs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or not play. (laughs) You you know, (laughs) you got to buy in or you're not going to play. So I think Tibbs kind of has that um, blank slate that he's working with, whereas Coughlin kind of had to come in and earn that respect and vice versa. So... Yeah, you're right about that. There's no big egos, really. I mean, right. like, who was there? I guess Randall, if anything. Yeah, but he might, he might not even be there that long. We'll you see. Know. <laughs> you know, Julius may not. Wait, be you there. Did, wait, all right. oh, wait, wait, wait. Before I thought you said he was going to be here for? You think, you think they're going to move him? You well, I'm just saying, I think, uh, no, I don't think they'll move him. I think they'll let him play out the, the second year, and I think they'll decline the team option on the third year. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's what will happen. All right. Oh, that's what I see happening. So we shall see, though, man. But um, good show, JLs. Good show. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and sign out. Where's my theme music at, man? My theme music ain't playing. What's going on here tonight, bro? Oh, man. Damn. No theme? Damn. <laughs> There's no outro, man. What's going on here? <laughs> uh, hang on. Sheesh. Can't even go out like that, Jay. My drums, my drums. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I don't. The theme music is out. The phone lines are out. It's one of those night sales. But anyway, man, we know what time it is. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Anyway, JLs, go ahead and uh, sign out, man. Yeah, man. Check the latest episode of the Nick of Time Show is on YouTube night now. Definitely check that out. Shout out to my guy Fritz Alexander for for the edits. Thank you so much. Also, um. Got merch too at the nicktimeshow.com. Merch is, is 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 leaving a little slow. COVID, COVID is messing up the 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 send out game. So if you do buy merch from nicktimeshow.com, make sure that you know that it is coming out slow. Um, yeah, and definitely check out the blog too at the nicktimeshow.com. Check my guy Ken, who's writing some some nice stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, that's all. That's UCP. And I got the music just in the nick of time, JL. Hey. Get it. <laughs> All right. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up on the feed, boys. You know what it is with these Apple products, man? It's like you got to turn it off and turn it back on again for it to work, man. It's I don't know, man. It's all kind of it's all over the place, man. But that's anyway, my rule. Everything. Yeah, just turn, turn it, it off, exactly. turn it back on. You know, that's it, man. Remember, these shows are available in audio podcast format: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, uh, Google Play, and Stitcher. Friday night, we have uh, David Zenon, NBA shooting coach. David Zenon is, is definitely uh, coming through. We're going to reschedule the Charlie Ward interview. Charlie Ward will be joining us sometime next week, we hope. So stick around for that. Uh, we had almost 500 people watching, JL. So to everybody that tuned in, man. Appreciate the support. You know, no basketball, but, you know, the community is here, man. So to everybody on Facebook, definitely don't forget that you guys are watching as well. Um, what else, Shales? Um, rest in peace to George Floyd, man. Rest in peace yeah. to, to George Floyd. Uh, definitely, um, you know, it's an unfortunate situation. You know, it's a tragic situation. Uh, very emotional situation, JLs. I can't, I can't watch, can't watch the, the stuff on the internet. Uh, I scroll past I videos and pictures. It's, uh, I don't. I can't, I can't, I can't watch it. You know, so all yeah. we can hope is that justice will be served, and and that uh, changes are made, man. We need we need change, bro. This, this has been going on for way too long. Man. 
Yeah, man, it's been a rough month, but um, I, I, I will say that I, I believe, was it the governor or the mayor of Minneapolis came out and spoke, and I believe that uh, the cops will actually, one of the police officers anyway, will actually be charged. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how this transpires. See. We, so. see what happens. Fr- friends with Steven Jackson, very small world. Friends with Steven Jackson. Rest um, in peace. Went to the same high school in Houston right. as uh, one of my best friends who I lost. Uh, as a youngster um, back when he was 20 years old so very um, close to home different connections you know what I mean They're different connections man. but uh, salute to everybody out in Minneapolis and, and uh, just stay safe you know wherever you guys please, are stay please stay safe, safe man be safe yeah man uh, absolutely man um, let me shout out some people in, in, in my chat sales. shout out all the mods definitely Should salute to Dave for sure TM Prana appreciate it Apple fanboy appreciate it Jaden Diaz always appreciate it um, Jeremy Creekmore, thanks a lot. JL, so you want to uh, shout out? Yo, shout out to Brooklyn student, uh, my guy, Prince Alexander, John Talento, my, my, my cuz, what's the hell is what a cuz? Gregory Lee, uh, thanks for enjoying the KOT show. Uh, uh, yeah, everybody, everybody. Craig, Craig Williams always holds me down. Yeah, man. Always holding me Shout out to you as well. And Zach, thank you. Yes, sir. Um, once again, Friday night, 9 30 p.m., David Zenon joining us. See you guys Friday, man. Peace.